The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads. You've got the H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on those dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or the third-row seating gets your whole family in to experience the thrill together. The dual wireless charging pads make sure that no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead cell phone. Think about those adventurous activities you can do, like me taking a ski trip up with the family, maybe going on a camping expedition, anything and everything. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Are you looking for a new basketball shoe? If so, this is Gary Parrish here to tell you that the New Balance 2-Way V4 features the groundbreaking use of fuel cell technology with fresh foam creating the ultimate combination of rebound and cushioning. Every step feels explosive and dynamic, and the upper construction features a lightweight textile that's supportive and breathable. So whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the 2-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the 2-Way at newbalance.com. It's Gary Parrish. Welcome back to the CBS Sports Eye on College Basketball Podcast, where we sometimes discuss camel fighting, dodo birds, and leaky black. Matt Norlander is here with me. If you're watching on YouTube, smash the like button like you're Brandon Davies. You have consent. If you haven't yet, subscribe to the CBS Sports College Basketball YouTube channel. Do that while you're here. Okay, let's get into it. Deadleg and I are in separate hotels. But we're both yeah. uh, in North Augusta for Peach Jam. Technically, we go to North Augusta for Peach Jam, but now we're back in Augusta. Yeah. A completely different state. We were in South Carolina 20 minutes ago. Now we're back in Georgia in Augusta. Uh, it's the Ion College Basketball Podcast. The number one player in the class of 2024 is here. The number one player in the class of 2025 is here. The number one player in the class of 2026 is here. Deadleg, your thoughts hey. on uh, the first couple of days of uh, – of EYBL basketball for us. It's a, uh, I was thinking about this. Yeah. I didn't come last year because I, nope. I had, I had television responsibilities in New York city. Couldn't yeah. make it, but I'm back here for the first time in two years. And I've been coming here for, I don't know if it's 20, but it's about 20 years. It's nice to be back. That's what I'm saying. It's good to be back. It is. Uh, it's great to see you back here, GP. Um, it was two years ago when you decided to just crap all over Jalen Duren's reputation. Ooh. You got any players that you want to really take down uh, right off the top of the podcast? Anyone in mind? Anyone in your crosshairs? It was two years ago on a Ion College Basketball podcast from Augusta yeah. where I did. Uh, I said Jalen Duren is currently rated as the number one player in his class, and that's fine. I don't see these guys as much as uh, other people do, but I typically believe the number one player in a class should have a chance to be the number one player in a draft. And Jalen Duren will never be the number one pick in any sort of NBA draft. Um, I feel vindicated, validated. Okay. You got any other words with a V? I'll, uh, virginity. <laughs> you feel you feel like a, you I feel like a virgin. virgin again. I feel like a virgin again. So um, let's just yeah. for the sake of the conversation, let's just remember that I got that right. And I, I will say, I'm not trying to start this again. I promise. No, you are. I know what you're about to say. Let me say it, and then you say it. You're about to say that you are not convinced that another number one player that is currently playing at Peach Jam, and in fact, a, a game who who we left midway just to get this pot in, you do not believe that player is also worthy of a future number one pick. Is that what you're about to say? I'd be surprised. You're talking about Dylan Harper. I'd be surprised. Here's what I would say. I'll keep it very. He's obviously talented. When anybody ranks you number one at anything, you're talented. You know, he's more, he's more talented than me, more talented than any of my children. But it's really the same thing I said about Jalen Duran. I, 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 this, the number one player in a class typically like just, I mean, just you, you look at it and you go, Oh boy, that is something. The number one player in the class of 2025 I think you see that uh, it's either Cameron Boozer or Cameron flag uh, or uh, uh, Cameron Cooper Boozer flag. or Cooper flag. And d- depending on who you talk to, you know, one of them could be one. They're both the top two uh, different opinions on who should be number one. I'm telling you, they, they both look like they look like what a number one prospect supposed to look like in the class of 2026. There's a young man. We just watched AJ Debonsai, who uh, is a six, eight wing. 
He looks the part. Dylan Harper, I say this as respectfully as I can say it. I don't need people getting in my mentions. Um, mm. doesn't, doesn't, on initial glance, does not look like a typical number one player in a class. It doesn't mean he's not the number one player in the class. It might just mean that the class is down a little bit. He doesn't look like the typical number one player, but he's still obviously really good and really talented. And uh, either Duke or Rutgers or somebody else is going to get a, a very nice player when he gets on campus. Yeah, it'd actually be, we can get to this, I guess, in a second. It'd be actually uh, pretty awesome if Rutgers gets him because the number two player in the class, Ace Bailey, is um, already committed to Rutgers. And so now Dylan Harper, uh, who obviously is the son of Ron Harper and brother of Ron Harper Jr. Ron Harper Jr. was not a highly rated recruit. Dylan Harper did jump up. Uh, I'd agree with you, generally speaking, but... The 2024 class just is not considered that strong at this point, particularly. And we'll get to some other stuff there. But some standouts like Trey Johnson is here at Peach Jam. Um, Hope to be able to catch him actually on the back end of this once we're done the pod. Scoot back over the gym. Uh, Ian Jackson, who I saw Wednesday, he's on the Adidas circuit. He's the fifth-ranked player. Uh, He's going to Carolina. I actually think that the guy that uh, 247 has his ninth, Drake Powell, who I saw play with CP3, I thought he's even better. Drake Powell isn't just an awesome, awesome player. But guys like Carter Knox, Liam McNeely, they're in the top ten. They're here. The tenth-ranked player in the class who I think might jump up is a guy named Isaiah Evans, who's going to Duke, who has, from the way he plays to how he looks to how he even, like – Shrugs his shoulders. Just the Brandon Ingram comparisons are completely obvious with him, but uh, he's a really fun player as well. Um, there's a guy named Zoom Diallo who I saw Wednesday at Adidas, who might be the best point guard in the class. He's a ton of fun. So there are really talented players, but if you go one through 15, one through 20, the 2024 class just isn't as strong. Certainly not at the top as the 25 or the 26 class and not similar to some classes like in 1920 and 21. Uh, Dylan Harper, is he the best player in the class? I honestly don't know. I've seen him play uh, multiple times now. He's a lot of fun. He does not give off the same kind of aura as guys like uh, certainly Cooper Flagg, and I'm eager to talk about him and Cameron Boozer. Cameron Boozer's not even playing today, Friday as we speak. He will play again tomorrow. Uh, Flagg's got a pair of games tomorrow as well. And then... Uh, we just, you know, you and I just saw, uh, we just saw Expressions uh, play a game against uh, the Vegas Elite team, and I don't know, GP. Like at at this point, like listen, AJ DeBosta is is a really, really, really good player, really good shooter. Um, his efficiency numbers here from PCM aren't great, but Tyron Stokes, who plays for Vegas Elite, is the number two player, and Stokes isn't the shooter that AJ is. But I actually might I might take Stokes overall. Now it's it's phenomenal that we saw both these guys. You know, what was great about this game is that they guarded each other. They played the same position. So it wasn't a situation where you had the number one and the number two player, and they're not really, you know, going up against each other up and down the floor on every possession. That was the case here. Uh Stokes' team actually came back and won and rallied a really awesome game. Kind of one of those vintage Peach Jam scenes, I think you would agree in that. Well, first of all, you had LeBron James, who was coaching earlier in the day. GP didn't quite get to the gym in time for that because he was doing his his uh, his Memphis radio show or his his show, I should say. Um, but Bryce uh, Bryce James was there. LeBron was coaching him, so the gym was packed from that. And then you had Cooper Flag and his main team play. They won again, and then LeBron stayed for that game. Then stayed to watch the two biggest stars of 2026. Carmelo Anthony dipped in as we left. Brad Beal was there. So it's um, listen, and I'm going to have a story that goes up over the weekend about where the value of a recruit is in 2023. And that's an interesting conversation, but separate from all of that, this event grassroots basketballs, it feels as healthy as it has ever been. You know, when you were able to have these immense stars, I mean, Chris Paul is coaching his CP three team yet again. That's a wonderful, wonderful thing. And the energy in the main gym at Peach Jam today was pretty awesome, GP. And the uh, the talent moving forward is certainly something. Now, AJ, there's some buzz about whether or not will he ultimately – now, he's going to be a sophomore. A reminder, right. he's about to step into be a sophomore in high school. But in asking a couple of guys earlier in the day, there is just lingering curiosity if he might ultimately have the G League ignite in his future at college – Stokes, hopefully some uh, feel that college will be in his future. Cooper Flagg is an overwhelming 
Duke prediction right now, but it feels like a couple of schools are still trying to get in there. And then Boozer has no shortage of schools involved in him. Obviously, his father is one of the more well-known Blue Devils ever. So we've got um, many of the top players, and then Harper's got to decide, and he might decide soon. We might see. Uh, they are headed to college and some really intriguing talent across the board, GP. Okay, so a lot of stuff here. Let's try to keep it yeah. in some sort of order. Sure. Um, first on the just the scene. Tremendous. I mean, the lower level is packed. Uh, there's for people who don't who've never been to the Riverview Parks Activity Center in in North Augusta. Um, there's a whole bunch of gyms. It's all under one roof. And the main gym, there's like a walking track or a running track above everything. It just sort of circles. And during these games, when there is a capacity crowd or in some cases perhaps over capacity crowd people are just lined up on that track above so it, it every seat court side is filled the the bleachers are filled um and then you've got people sort of just hanging over a ledge like looking down on the on the game and you've got the two best players in the class of 2026 right now they could reclassify but right now they're 2026 rising sophomores they're on the court and like Norlander said, they're not just um, guarding each other because they play the same position. They are enthusiastically guarding each other. I mean, they're getting after it. And I had an opportunity because I went to talk to AJ afterwards. I went downstairs like to where all the teams are, you know, changing out of their uniforms and stuff afterwards. And, you know, they 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 were um, they were I don't want to say best buddies, but like they were talking down there. They're friendly. Um, they played against each other a whole bunch, AJ told me, and will continue to do so. And it it doesn't seem to be a, a a heated rivalry as much as it's two guys who respect each other, who like each other, who are both vying for the number one spot uh, in, in that class. You got LeBron James sitting courtside. You've got Carmelo Anthony under the basket. Like you mentioned, Brad Bill popped into the gym at one point. From coach's perspective, there, there's Tom Izzo, there's Tony Bennett, there's Nate Oates. Um, you know, some of the biggest, uh, Dan Hurley, Bobby Hurley, some of the biggest coaches in the sport or, or courtside for it. It was just a tremendous scene. When I was first getting into this business, AAU basketball had a really bad reputation for a lot of reasons. But I will tell you, when you come to Peach Young, and I can't speak for everything, but I do think mm -hmm. Nike has done a tremendous job with the EYBL of making – they have created something that matters to these young people, like winning Peach Jam matters to these young people. I can remember going to events many, many years ago. I've been doing these events for, you know, at this point, more than 20 years. And I, I can remember where it felt like everybody was just trying to get theirs. Winning was secondary at best. At Peach Jam, like, these teams want to win. They're, they're running sets. They're playing hard. They're guarding. It is not the stereotypical AAU mm -hmm. thing that people used to talk about. And so um, I just thought it was a really cool scene all the way around. And, you know, I, I'll just button it up on this. To have LeBron James, arguably the greatest basketball player this yeah. world has ever seen, first coaching, and I, I don't know. mean just sitting on the bench. No, no, no. I, he's, coaching. he's in there. He is, as I said earlier in the day, he went from big smiles, how you doing, have a great game with the officials, to five minutes in, arms flailing what was that terrible call awful call awful and like kind of <laughs> but like but doing the dad coach can thing you, and, and this is not to slack lebron it was awesome to see yes. can you imagine being a grassroots referee and lebron james is yelling at you I think like, these guys are like working like the third tier like socon games and they get they get some good run in because that's another thing real quick as an aside yeah. like high level high major officials come and they watch these young guys that are between like 25 and 35 that are trying to move up in college basketball officiating. So to get these games is a big deal. But to go from LeBron shaking your hand right before tip to he's just chewing your ass out 10 yes. minutes in was awesome. Yes. Yeah, like you, you go home and you're like your wife's like uh, or your husband is like, uh, hey, what, uh, what, what, how, was, how was your day? Well, uh, the king yelled at me for 45 minutes straight. Like, it, it, it's just a cool scene. And. I know LeBron is divisive in many ways. It, it doesn't make sense to me. I, I, I don't know why people boo him sometimes. I mean, I, I do know why. It just doesn't make sense to me. But, man, I, I just like I, – I don't, I don't talk about people on a personal level that I don't know on a personal level, right? So I'm not going to sit here and tell you, LeBron James is a great – I don't know the guy. You know, I've been around him a lot. I've interviewed him. I've talked to him. I don't know the guy. But what he allows us to see – a, being a super involved father, 
not just the father of basketball players or the father of sons or whatever. He's like super involved. He's like legitimately involved. Yeah. In ways that, frankly, I'm not even involved in my guy. Like, I'm not coaching my kids' baseball team. You know, you know what I say? I I can't. I don't have time. <laughs> like, I I'll be there and I'll help, but I can't. LeBron James is coaching his kids' ba- basketball teams, so I just think it's fabulous. And and not only is it fabulous for for LeBron, fabulous for his children. It's got to be super cool for every kid in that gym. Like, to, yeah. like, uh, what sport did you play growing up? Well, I was a man of many different, but yeah, to your exact point, I played little league baseball. Okay, and I did basketball. Let's focus on baseball because that's something you and I both play. Imagine you and I are playing in a tournament, and you look in the crowd, and there is Greg Maddox, King Griffey Jr., and Frank Thomas. It's like oh, I, I'm going to need an Andre Dawson drop there. There's yeah. Andre Dawson, and then yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, for 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 me, let's go uh, Doc Gooden sitting in the yeah. crowd. Like that's just yeah. amazing to me. Right. And that's what these young people get to experience. Like, hey, there's LeBron, there's Chris Paul, there's Brad Beal, there's Carmelo. Like that, that's awesome. So I just think the whole thing is is great. And I don't know that people need to give LeBron credit for being a dad. He's just being a dad. Right. But he seems to be doing. He seems to be being a great dad, and I I can appreciate that. I'll also say this, uh, two things. One, um, I do want to commend, because I actually mentioned this to a couple of people running the event earlier. Um, in the past, I have believed that the Peach Jam outgrew the building that it's been in. Um, but they have made tweaks. And don't get me wrong, it's still crowded. GP texted me earlier in the day. He's like, I can't get in the gym. I was like, actually, you can't just show him your credential. Because there were times, remember with the Brawny stuff from a couple of years, there have been moments where it has been too much. But they are running this event, I think, as smoothly as you could possibly ask them to, considering how big it's gotten. Um, Because the Adidas facility in Rock Hill, South Carolina, I would argue it's a better facility. Adidas just isn't getting as much. Obviously, most of the media is now here. But a shout to Adidas. I did go on there Wednesday, and uh, and that's a really, really good spot as well. So when it comes to these championship-level events, Under Armour is in a down year recruiting-wise with this. It's it's collective roster but it's nearby up in in cartersville they do a good job i do want to at least mention bryce james because in watching him and i saw him play for the first time today they've obviously been here all week um it'll be interesting to see where bryce james's progression and trajectory goes as a high school player because and i was just you know you sit there you talk to there were NBA scouts here, so I talked to a scout earlier in the week and, and talked to a few coaches, and he's just not as big and athletic and as all-around of a player, I think, right now at this stage as people thought he would be a year ago and especially two years ago. Because remember, there was discussion about, well, Bronny's, Bronny's tracking like this, really solid Division One prospect, but Bryce might actually be the guy that really pops. That has not happened yet. I watched his Strive for Greatness team today. And when you watch them play, they actually came back. They won, they won an OT. It was a wonderful, wonderful game. And they've done well. Like, the team is actually playing well. But And there's nothing wrong with this. But I figure we're talking about LeBron James. He's coaching his son. Let's at least give a little bit of perspective for our listeners and viewers here. He's not the best player on the team. Like, he's getting plenty of minutes. And he's, you know, he, he's a good player. He's helping facilitate and, and contribute here and there. But he is not right now what I think was expected. And so with that, I get intrigued by the dynamic at play here. LeBron coaching the team, but they seem to play all really, really well together. Bryce, from all accounts that I've heard, he's kind of similar to Bronny, like very humble, really good teammate, um, you know, being being raised well. It would be all too easy if that was not the case. Think about it. You're the son of LeBron James, right? Think about how it would be possible to go sideways or just have certain facets to your game or your reputation that people might want to, you know, on the side kind of be like, ah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't get any of that with, with Bryce. And there was none of that with Bronny, but it is notable nonetheless that he was thought to be potentially someone that could ascend to that top 20, top 25 level. And he is not there. We will see obviously what happens from here moving forward. But uh, he played in one of the earlier games today and helped kind of set the scene in that main gym. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, back to AJ uh, Devonsai real quick, and then we'll move on to uh, what has been, you know, uh, excluding LeBron coaching, uh, the biggest story of PGM, I think, and that's Cooper Flag putting up some ridiculous yeah. numbers. We'll get to that next on uh, Devonsai. I'd never seen him before because when would I have seen him? He just finished his freshman year of high school. All right. I wasn't here last year, so I would have had to see him like as a seven. Yeah. I, I, I ain't in the. You didn't discover him. Just admit it. You didn't discover him. I discovered him last night. Yeah, exactly. I discovered him you last actually, night. Actually, you want to be real. You discovered his teammate who's going to Wazoo. So that's I did. Hey, hey, let the record show. I have a long history of discovering people. I discovered LaMelo Ball. I discovered Scala Bissier. I discovered Jalen hood Shafino. Who else did I discover? <sighs> you discovered Jalen hood Shafino at COVID two years ago. That's what you discovered. <laughs> I discovered Mickey Mitchell. Who else did I discover? It's a long list. I'm like, yeah, I'm probably. Kelly. Jed How- I discovered Jed Howard. Uh, I'm taking credit for that one. Kelly Oubre famously in like 2012. <laughs> I discovered Kelly Oubre. Okay, I ha- I discovered me a-, a little point guard last night. Adam Njai. He's a 6'2 point guard from the Bronx. And I was like, hey, this this kid's pretty good. I was like, I, I-, I wonder what his deal is. Because keep in mind, I know like Cooper Flack. <laughs> like if you're outside of the top 10, I probably don't know who you are. <laughs> top two i probably don't know who you are and so um it is when i was a beat writer i knew all these kids because like the beat i was on they were you had to to. now it's not really it's not as necessary for me to know who these people are so i walk into a lot of these gyms like totally blind i'm just watching and i'm just and you got to keep in mind they don't have a you know little patches on their uniforms that say rank 27th by 24 7 sport none of that you're just i'm just looking at players and i said I like this little point guard here. Wonder what his deal is. And then I uh, clicked, I, I Googled him, and it was like, ah, three star prospect. Damn it. I fell in love with a three star. I knew I was going to slip up. And he some wasn't, point. and he was missing some, some PT in the second half of that tight game this afternoon, just to work there. Which might be the reason it slipped away. It might <laughs> be the reason it slipped away a little bit. But he's a 6 2 point guard from the Bronx going to Washington State. I'm going to need to know how you get to, from the Bronx to Washington State. That's the next thing I'm going to work on. Like, how does, how does that happen? Maybe that's my next story. How do you go from the Bronx to Washington State? Uh, so. But if he but if he ever becomes an all pack twelve point guard, oh boy, you'll never hear the end of it. I know, I know, I know. I'm he did already, have a, I'm already he, he did have a he came back in with about two thirty to go in this game we watched this afternoon. I said I, I had grabbed Norlander. I said, All right, here it goes. This is where it slips away for for Vegas. And uh, you know, he made a bad shot that resulted in a or he made a bad drive that resulted in a turnover. It wasn't it wasn't the best moment. But I, I liked him. I liked what I saw. Funny, like I was watch same thing, watching the game and I'm like who is his number one? I bet you this guy here. I bet you he's a top 100 guy too. So I find out his name, look him up. He's like ranked 13th in the class of 2025. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I said, see, I've got, see, I've got an eye for, I've got an eye for talent. Back to AJ Devonsai, number one player, class of 2026, just finished his freshman year of high school. He is leading Peach Jam in scoring. Um, yeah. And, oh, and, he, and hold on. By the way. It looks like he could start for any team in America tomorrow. Okay? Like, a, like like college basketball team, so we're clear. Star, I'm talking, again, we're not going to try and lower too much on these. I'm just telling you, when you watch him play and when you see how big he is, it's like, yeah, he could start for literally any team in the country tomorrow. He's, he's, he's six, that accomplished already. He's 6'8". Yeah. He, he said he's 6'8". I'll trust him. Um, he's listed in most places at 6'7", but I won't argue with 6'8". Um, he can score at all three levels. He can bounce it. He plays hard. I only talked with him for 10 minutes afterwards, but it was like me and him sitting down at a table talking for 10 minutes. Super impressive young man. My understanding asking people about him comes from a strong family. I don't want to sp- spend too much time on it because I'm going to write about him. But um, I did ask him about reclassifying. And he said that it's possible, obviously, but that's not – it's something they've thought about. It is not something they've you know, discussed in any detail because, again, he's got – at least two more years of high school, even if he reclassifies, he's got at least two more years of high school. So it's just not a pressing conversation that they need to have. Um, and I did ask him about G League 
overtime elite, all of that stuff. And he said, um, everything's on the table. We, we don't know what, where this is going to lead me. But he did say that he has told his mother he will go to college. He said, my mom wants me to go to college, okay. and I told her that I'll do at least one year in college. <laughs> I love it when a fr- high school freshman is saying, but here's the thing, and it, listen, it should be noted, we have celebrated high school freshmen before, and then it didn't work out. Sure. Shouts to Imani Bates. But this guy looks the part, man. I, I, again, uh, just to circle back to what we talked about initially, sometimes you see a guy and you're like, eh, obviously talented, but this doesn't really look like what a number one player in the class typically looks like that was what i said about Jalen durham it's what we both kind of said about dylan harper um aj devon's looks like he looks like what the number one player in a class is supposed to look like he is a, a fabulous prospect and uh, uh you know i talked to five different people about him today and the everything i heard was super super positive strong family foundation incredible work ethic you know, type of kid who gets up a thousand makes a day, not a thousand shots, a thousand makes. He said during pandemic, he's working out three times a day. He said, he actually with a smile said, I don't know if I was supposed to, <laughs> but, hmm. but, but I was, and that's when I got better. So I, I couldn't have been more impressed with him. And I, I know, I, I know you were a fan of what you saw as well. I was him and I'll, and I'll, you riffed on him. I'll riff on Stokes real quick again. We'll kind of go young to old, I guess here, because Stokes, again, another player in the class of 2026, He's listed at six seven. I think it was it you who asked me. Someone maybe it was a coach asked me, but someone asked me how old do you th- how tall do you think he is? I was like, eh, it looks about like you know six five, six six, but uh, really well built, tremendous passer, good defender. Shot needs to come along. Has been offered by the likes of Alabama, Xavier, Texas A and M, Louisville. Again, number two player in the class, so he's going to garner plenty of interest from most relevant power programs that think they've got a shot. He is based out of California against plays with Vegas elite. And I was super impressed with him as well. And given their ages, you will hear more about these players in the years to come. Uh, with USA basketball, et cetera, et cetera. It'd be wonderful if we looked up in a few years time and saw that, you know, all the, the guys ranked one through five in these, in these classes wound up playing in college. As we know, we've had occasional guys go to OTE. If guys go to G league, ignite, ignite by all means, more power to you. But um, in this particular time, and I'll kind of quasi tease what I'm writing about here, but in talking to college coaches in the past, you know, week or so, as I've been prepping to write the column, I'm going to write, uh, recruiting when it comes to the guys ranked in the top five, the top 10, the top 15, if they're not leaving to go to play OTE or, or G league ignite, um, there's not really, you know, that much mystery about what they can do once they get to your roster. These are players that mostly are good enough to be true impact players, if not outright program changers. And I do think there's a difference in that. But what's interesting is the guys that once you get into that 20 to 80 range, I had a coach tell me earlier today that, you know, if you are the 65th player ranked in the class, you're kind of bleeped. And by that, he meant you probably think you're good enough to step in right away as a freshman and be like option A, B, or C on a team. But reality is if you're the 65th ranked player in a class, that might not be the case. And do those guys have the patience to go into year two and maybe a year three to develop, or would they will they wind up getting frustrated after a year bolting and transferring it's made for a very intriguing recruiting environment for those guys who are low-end five stars and pretty much all four stars across the board i'll have more on that over the weekend at cbsports.com i love stokes and i loved aj um but that being said i think we should get to two guys who are just incredible incredible players and have become the main attractions in Cooper Flag and Cameron Boozer. Cooper Flag and Cameron Boozer are the top two players in the class of 2025 for now. Reasonable people could uh, put them in either order. We'll get into that next. First, a word from our partners. What's up, y'all? This is four-time NBA champ Andre Iguodala. Yo, and this is his best friend, the Ohio State legend, Evan Marcel Turner the first. Every Wednesday, we drop a new episode on our show, Point Four. We're talking basketball, business, and all the culture in between. From locker room stories to some basketball analysis from those who've been in the game. Now, it is a do-bet. Do average 29 and 11. God, what it take to be an all-star? A win. Subscribe to Point Forward, the podcast, so you don't miss a thing. 
So, Dad, that Cooper flag, Cameron Boozer, top two players in the class of 2025. At 24-7 Sports, uh, Cameron Boozer is number one. Cooper flag is number two. But the story at Peach Jam has been Cooper flag because on Thursday, he put up a performance that one coach told you yes. is the best Peach Jam performance he's ever seen i've asked a bunch of coaches about these two players and just a bunch of people who have seen them both more than i have frankly and what i sort of the consensus i heard not it's not a consensus i shouldn't frame it that way but one thing i heard from multiple people is if you're trying to win a game today take cooper flag if you're betting on what these guys will be in five years give me cameron boozer what do you make of that interesting um that could potentially be be the case because right now I would take Cooper Flag between the two. They played each other uh, on Wednesday. I was not here. I was in uh, Rock Hill, South Carolina, Adidas when that when that happened. Um, Flag and Maine United beat the Knight Riders, who uh, Cameron Boozer plays with, and that was actually uh, Jet Howard among others uh, program as well. Um, and then I watched both of them play on Thursday, and Cooper Flag was outrageous. Uh, I was what was interesting was I was when I watched the game and it, and it came through and his line was seen. It was like you know, I'm riffing off the top of my head. Where I was like you know, 36, 36 points, like you know, 14, 18 rebounds, eleven blocks, it. and like you got it. You got the numbers. I've got it here somewhere. Thirty-eight points, sixteen rebounds, twelve blocks, six assists. Uh, insane and and by the way the, the 12th block was basically the game clincher and he kind of kind of came over weak side and, and got it um he was outraged and but and oh another thing you know we've come to this event for over a decade at this point to see a team that's not just playing but has prominently evolved and it's just main <laughs> across the chest and it's five white dudes out there for the most part uh that is how good Cooper flag is, and he's no new thing. If you follow recruiting, like, you know, that he has been a known quantity on the scene for over a year at this point. And I think he is a better player right now than Boozer. I would take him over uh, Boozer right now. Uh, Boozer's also still 15. He does not turn 16 for like another week and a half or something like that, right. which like, like I, I like Cooper flag is basically a year older than Cameron Boozer. Like what, like eight months. Yeah. 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 Something like, how about this? Uh, Cameron Boozer is younger than AJ Devonsai, even though he's in okay. 25 as opposed to 26. <laughs> AJ's already 16 years old. He turned 16 in January. So Cameron Boozer, number one player in the class of 2025, is actually younger than the number one player in the class of 2026, which is among the reasons a lot of people think AJ will reclassify at some point. And, and I'll get to, I'll, I'll get to, uh, and there's actually, you know, there's curiosity. Cooper flag reclassifying to 2024 is something that, uh, that, that, every, that like, could, here, you a lot of people think, yeah. Cooper yeah. prediction based on just conversations I've had with people over the past yeah. 24 hours, Cooper flag will eventually be the number one player in the class of 2024. That's what people and think. That, and right now, again, right now it's Dylan Harper, right. but if and when that happens, that will be the no-brainer of all no-brainers. Um, some of the subplot to this, and we're not going to put the, the the cart before the horse with this. I, I don't know if it's going to go this way or not. I'll just say this. There's a feeling that like there's still schools trying to recruit uh, Cooper Flag right now. and But Duke has been in on him for so long that it has, been, it is, it has developed into a situation where a lot of people just assume he's going to go wind up and playing, play at Duke. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. I don't know. But if that does happen, um, considering how these guys play, if Cameron Boozer and his brother wind up also playing at the same school their father did, which isn't a huge leap in logic, um, Flag and Boozer then being in different classes yes. might be the best thing for both them and for Duke. We'll see if it winds uh, up uh, even going that way. Go well, ahead. What, what, what people um, have told me is that other schools do not want Cooper flag to reclassify. They want him in the same class as Boozer of because, yes. because then it's like, Hey Duke, take whichever one you want and we'll yeah. take and, and we'll fight over the other one. Cause they nobody, 
I don't want to say nobody. Most people don't seem to think they are. Most people think they're both one and done players, and most people don't think they want to play together because they're, they they they're at least they're not the same player, but they listed as the same position. So in a perfect world, if you're John Shire, Cooper Flag reclasses to 2025. No, mm-hmm. 20 or yeah, 24. 24. Yeah. Reclasses yeah. to 24. And then you get him. Boozer stays in 25. Flags out the door, one and done. Now you bring Boozer in right behind him. That's the perfect world for Duke. Agreed. Uh, and, and Cooper, by the way, uh, hails from a town. I spoke with his mother earlier today. hope to talk with him and, and her a bit more on, on Saturday before I bounce back out and head back home. He's from a, a town called Newport, Maine, just a tiny town on a, on a lake in the middle of Maine. And it is, it is a fascinating fascinating thing that this just completely dominant high school prospect is from the middle of nowhere in Maine. And he's got smarts, wits, confidence, great touch, really good ability. Um, at times it absolutely feels like he is carrying his team. He also play. Oh, by the way, he also plays with one of his brothers as well. Uh, so both the flags and the boozers, it's, it, it's, it's pretty intriguing. And, and Maine's they listen, they've, they've done well for themselves. They, they, they've played well. They're playing in the 16s that's, because that's, there is, because uh, reminder, it's Maine. Well, there that, is that, no 17s. Like you come to a thing like this and you got, okay, you got the CP three. They got the 17 U. they got the 16 U. they got the 15 U. team takeover. Same thing. Pro skills, same thing. You know, the family often, same thing. The t- Maine United does not have a 17 U team. Now, right. Cooper Flag should be playing on a 17s group, but he can't because it literally does not exist. And so with that, some of his domination is he's that much better than his age group that it is extremely hard to uh, to stop him. And trust me, the teams are trying as best they can. I, it's, it's hard for me to come away being more impressed with Cooper Flag than I already was, GP. Boozer is also really, really good, but I just wanted to, to, um, to harp on what I mentioned before, and then you, you brought in the age difference in the classes with AJ. Uh, he's just yeah he's still not even 16 right and so uh, i did talk with carlos briefly on thursday and you know the, it's 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 awesome to see how these these families are like this is such a big stage to play on at that age and yet he handles it really really well and the list of schools chasing cameron boozer right now is obviously a, a mile long and that yes and doesn't does include north carolina it will be interesting to see where, where we go from here but um, in a good in a good 2025 class, and it is a good 25 class. Those two, understandably, are ahead of everyone else because of their skill size. I mean, Cameron Boozer is built like no other 15 year old I've ever seen in my life in terms of his muscle development, his size, his athleticism. I just he's just huge, man. Like it, he looks physically like he's already in college. Dude won't turn 16 until later in July. Yeah, um, I'm glad you made note that uh, Cooper Flag is playing 16 and under because I, I guess it might get confusing for somebody if we're saying AJ Devonsai is leading Peach Jam in scoring, but Cooper Flag just had a you know 50 you know 36 point whatever. It's they're playing different tournaments. They're both here, but they're in different tournaments. And the uh, most people as talented as as Cooper play up like most most people that that are that gifted would be playing 17 and unders but like you said i believe the eybl rules are you have to play for a team from your state or a bordering state well good luck if you're that <laughs> yeah so good luck if you're from maine all right there's no there's literally no 17 and under team eybl team for him to play with now you could argue that instead of making this main team 17 and 16 and under they should have made it 17 and under and just played everybody up Whatever, uh, yeah. I mean, they'd have got I guess, but that, like, there's a situation where that, that that gets kind of brutal for a lot of like. It's, yeah, it's, it, it, well, it, it's a little bit like the Marvin. You remember the Marvin Bagley team? They I just do. created a team yes, for Marvin Bagley, yes. and Bagley was awesome. The team stunk because it was like Marvin Bagley and a bunch of uh, Division three players, or not even. You know, it was like Marvin Bagley and a bunch of guys. Whereas we're watching expressions, and it's like the number one player in the class and the number 15 player in another class and the number 80 player in another class. How about this? Before you came over, there was a, uh, there was one, uh, there's a mountain West coach and he walks up as the game's about to start and he goes, Holy crap. And he's talking about the expression team. Right. He's like, this is bigger than my starting five. Yes. And he's not wrong. Like they're, they're a big group. They, right. So when it comes, when it comes to that in particular, like, yeah, some of these teams, man, they're, 
So it, so it's probably proper to keep that main team at 16 and under, given most of the players are 16 and under. But like Cooper Flag is, he could play on any team at, at, at any age group. He is, he is phenomenal. We had a question in the chat. I'll bring mm-hmm. it to you. Okay. Let me see who it comes from. It comes from Matthew. He says, is Cooper Flag the greatest thing to ever come out of the state of Maine? And I don't want you to have to answer that without context. So while you were talking earlier, I have okay. Googled things that were invented in Maine. And oh. you tell me if Cooper Flag is better or worse I love than, it. The, than these things. Let's go. Okay. A machine gun. Cooper Flag is better. <laughs> I would prefer Cooper Flag than over I would a machine prefer gun. Cooper Flag. Yes. If you, I would rather ha- have our country flooded with Cooper Flags yes. and no machine guns. Do you know how much safer our country would be if we just had instead of having millions of machine guns, we had millions of Cooper Flags or just flags, flag or just gun. flags, easily. Boom. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Okay. Next. Earmuffs. That is Cooper flag, but earmuff, maybe a little bit underrated. I like earmuffs. Yeah. I, I wear I wear them on the golf course sometimes when it's cold. Flag. I'll put flag. up some right. earmuffs. Yeah, think, is, that, is that the strongest? By the way, is that number two in terms of strength? No, no. There's okay. one where I think Cooper Flag is going to have a – I'm going to get to it. But there's one where okay. I think Cooper Flag is going to have a tough go. Let's go. I'm not there yet. The snowmobile was invented in Maine. Would you rather have a snowmobile or a Cooper flag? I'm giving it snowmobile. Sorry, Cooper. Snowmobiles, big time. Yeah. I've never been on a snowmobile. Yeah, only it, once in my life. But yeah, I, I'm. I, I, listen, snowmobiles, it's a bigger deal. It is. I've never been on a snowmobile. I've also never been on a Cooper flag, though. So okay. <laughs> maybe this is, this is not my area of expertise. Okay. The first transatlantic television signal. Would you rather have that or Cooper it's, flag? It's big. I don't, but I don't have much use for a transatlantic. Me neither. Television. I don't. What do I need that for? It's a big thing, but for me personally, I'm taking Cooper flag every time. Yeah, I just watch American television and have a Cooper flag. Yeah, exactly. you know. All right, yeah. this is where it gets tough. Oh boy, this is tough. <laughs> okay. Would you rather have a Cooper flag or a microwave oven? Oh, Sorry, man. man. He doesn't stand a chance here. No, you can't put microwave a microwave hot- oven. It, it 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 changed the culture of eating around the world. The microwave oven was invented in Maine. That's what was it says. invented in Maine, or by or by a Mainer. That's the question. Well, that's well. I mean, maybe it can be both. Microwave. But did the person from Maine invent it in another state? Well, let's just let's, just let's see here. Asking. Let's see. Let's see if we can find the background on this. The microwave. uh, microwave's trend. Nah, that's stupid. That doesn't say anything. <laughs> that doesn't say nothing. All right. We're going to take it. Your, yeah. By the way, your research here. I, I'm just. I Googled, I Googled things that were invented in Maine and the microwave oven popped up. Okay. Then the microwave went. It's not even close, man. The microwave is beaten a lot. A lot. It's tough. Microwave might even beat LeBron James. I got to be honest here. Think about what microwaves have done. For everyone. Okay, like, okay, let's just, okay, right. Can you stick a hot pocket in Cooper Flag? All right. Two and a half minutes, two and a half minutes later, take it out and eat it? No. Not not that I'm aware of. We should ask him. We should ask him. I will say that a lot, some coaches came up to me and was like, hey, man, where's the episode this week? Like, on the ground here. Like, I want want an episode. I said, don't worry. Guess what? Parrish is here. We're going to get one for you. And now here we are, and you're talking about sticking a freaking hot pocket in Cooper Flag. I apologize. Can you pop popcorn inside Cooper Flag? I don't think so. I don't think so. But you can do that in a microwave. Can you reheat pizza inside of a Cooper Flag? Seems unlikely, but you can do it with a microwave. As much as I like Cooper Flag, I think I want a microwave. I've got one right here in my hotel room. Thanks. Do I have a Cooper flag in my hotel room? I don't. I have a no. I'm, I might go to jail if I had a Cooper flag in my hotel room. That's true. That's true. <laughs> what, oh if I got a, what if I got arrested for having a Cooper flag in my hotel room? Hostage situation on the pod seems and unideal. I, and and the, the legal authorities showed up, and I was like, listen, I'm just trying to get the best things from Maine into my hotel room. I already had a microwave oven. I decided to go get a Cooper flag. Yeah, it's not what we want. There's a Hunter Dickinson in my hotel, by the way. 
hung out with Hunter this morning for a little bit. I saw, I saw I saw him walking. Yeah, he's, around. he's around. He uh, he said um, he played with Team Final. He played for three years. He's like, man, there are people there for me. I got to be there for them. And so they're actually playing in probably about an hour. Or so uh, really, really cool to see. Just kind of just you know being of service and helping helping the team. That was a you know you walk in. I walked in late last night after after I dropped you off. That was nice. I of walk you. in hotel lobby. Hunter Dickinson's right there. And it's like, what the, it was almost like uh, the, uh, there's something about Mary moment. What the hell is Brett Favre doing here? I was like, <laughs> what the hell is Hunter Dickinson doing here right now? The most coveted transfer on the market is here to, uh, to support, uh, support his team. So that's a random aside, but you don't have a Cooper flag in your hotel. No, I do have a no. Hunter Dickinson in mine. You got any other inventions for me? Uh, the zigzag stitch. What is that exactly though? No idea, but I'm taking Cooper flag. I mean, I like stitches, you know, I needed them. I had 14 right here. I'm aware. You look good. Yeah. Thank you. Um, the sealed dive suit. Mm, I mean, I mean I'm, it's, not, I'm not trying it's, to dive. You've been you've been you've been no. following the news. I'm in no I'm in no rush. I'm, I'm not, try, not trying to dive into the I'm not trying to go to the bottom of the ocean. You've been watching the news. No, no I'm not even going to the twilight zone. No, I'm, I'm good. OK. You no, got anything um, else? Ooh, this might be something. OK, except I don't really need this anymore. But like once upon a time, I is think it for I, us or is it for all of humankind? Like, what's the better well, thing? I, I think at one point in time, if you'd ask people, would you rather have a Cooper flag or this thing? You'd say, give me that thing. But now I don't know that we need this thing that much. So give me a Cooper flag. The steam powered automobile. Nah, it's Cooper flag the whole way. Yeah, I don't need. I mean, at once upon a time. But you listen, the steam powered automobiles time is long gone. This is Cooper flags time. Yeah, Easy. yeah, I don't need, I don't need, it's, Cooper flag is the future, the steam-powered automobile is the past. Yeah. It's like asking By the me way, to, I'm taking a Cameron Booster over most of these things, too, I want to be clear about like, it. Like, do I, do I want a Cooper flag or a VCR? That's what you're asking me, <laughs> you know? I'll take a Cooper flag. Okay. I'll take a Cooper flag and an Apple TV. You can keep your VCR. Fair enough. I'm, I'm at, that's all, I've literally that's told all you, you got? everything I know from Maine, I just said it. It is fascinating. Have you ever you been to Maine? Maine? Hell yeah. Are you kidding me? I've never been to Maine. I was in Maine. I was on stage with Guster last oh, yeah. year in Maine. <laughs> in Maine. I got would, I got fond affinities from Maine. They got, would you you rather, got would Sugarloaf, you have, Incredible Ski Mountain up there. Big time stuff. Would you rather have Guster or or Cooper Flag? Guster. Would you put Guster. come on. Gu, would you put Cooper Flag is for lovers on your laptop? He, he doesn't stand a chance. No. I might if somebody get me a sticker that says Cooper I'm, flag I'm, is for lovers. I'm sure that I'm sure that might be I'm sure that might be the case. Um, you got any other notes on the on the Peach Jam GP? No, no, none. I'm out. I figured that. I figured <laughs> that. I figured that might be it. Um, I got a few here and there. <laughs> the only I thing I know is Cooper flag, AJ Debonsai, Dylan Harper, and a bunch of stuff from Maine. All right. that, yeah, that's all. Did I you got. Uh, hold on real real quick? You asked him how to pronounce his last name. Debonsai. Yes, I okay. Because people said, were said, saying Debonsa before, but if he says Debonsa, he's the man. So he knows. Yeah, okay, I, I said, I said, um, I said, AJ, do me a favor. Like last thing, do me a favor. I've heard multiple pronunciations of your name, even from coaches who would kill to have you. How do you say your name? And he said, AJ Debonsa. All right, Debonsai. There it is. But keep uh, in mind, he's from New England. He's got an accent that I don't have. I'm from the South, and he's not from the South. So we could okay. be, we, you know, it could just be a accent thing. You you have been Cooper flag by the way the old the old emphasis on the wrong syllable we have had some of that so there it goes a uh, couple other guys who stood out to me there's a uh, guy named Kayvon Mulready who's going to go to Georgetown saw him yesterday good player multi year college player but he's been uh, he's been pretty awesome who else I mentioned Drake Powell oh Jason Richardson the second plays for Paul George elite good good player good player. Like him a lot. Carter Knox has looked good for the Florida Rebels, who the Florida Rebels might have the best. I'd have to check. I haven't seen everyone play yet, but they might have the most future, like power conference starters of any squad here, maybe. Um, and then the family's got a really good point guard combo guard named Darius Acuff Jr., who's been uh, who's been playing well uh, as well. It's been it's been a fun it's been a fun event so far. Um, the, again, the reminder, this is a championship event. So teams are playing toward getting to Saturday and then Sunday is the championship uh, event. And right now, as we are recording the pod, if you happen to follow this stuff, schools like Drive Nation, 
Mean Streets, Team Takeover, Mocan Elite, which has been good in recent. I actually have not seen Mocan yet. They're all yet to lose in pool play, um, whereas some others have, have had some, uh, like Team Durant hasn't won a game yet. Team Thad, whose GP is quite familiar with, I've seen them play. Uh, they're one and three at this point. Uh-huh. Uh, but, you know, D1 talent across the board. And, and oh, by the way, Peach Jam is earlier than usual this year. There's going to be another live weekend next weekend, and then there will be an NCAA that NCAA Academy, that's end of the end of the month. That's actually in Memphis. Um, and if you want a little bit of a deeper dive on some of these guys, Adam Finkelstein, the director of scouting for 247 Sports, he's obviously on the ground here. Uh, I'm going to bring him on the pod next week. So if you really want a little more minutia on, all right, which guys might be going where, or I know this guy's going to my school, what do I need to know about what he's done in July or going back to June? We'll give you a little bit more of that uh, as well. This is kind of more like, here we are. PGM's going on. We got to get back over to the gym, see what else is to come, and uh, and see what else you know some of the headliners provide for us the rest of the night and then into tomorrow. What gym you want me to meet you in? Uh, I think you got to just find me. I think I think I'm going to get to the gym, and then you got to pop in and see where I'm at. I'm not going to tell you. There's there are five of them, so you got to find which one I'm going to be. You don't know. I don't even. I frankly, I don't even know where I'm going to be. No, it, it's it's fun because I wasn't here last year. And then like, I've, you know, when you get into these conversations, when I first got hired at CBS Sports, my job was I was just a columnist. I would just I'd go places all the time. I'd go to games all the time. I'd go to a campus and spend three days there with head coaches and assistant coaches and whatever. And like because my job has changed, I don't really do that anymore. I'm I just talk. You know, I, I'm in studio talking and I'm, you know, hosting a show or whatever so it's not this is my point it's nice to be here to just to see I, some of these people i haven't seen in you know a year or two um the people that i once considered friends and i still keep or still consider friends and i you know still keep in touch with but it, we don't see each other that often anymore so that's been really nice just uh bumping into a lot of familiar faces and um either getting to say hello very quickly or you know spending some time together and then you as well. We talk all the time. We don't. We're never. We're, we're rarely in the. We're in the same place. So it's been fun. I'm glad I'm here. I was. I, I didn't know for sure if I was going to be coming this time because I didn't know for sure what my television responsibilities might be. I thought like last year I might be in New York again, but um, I got cleared up and free to go. And uh, I'm glad. I, I'm glad. I'm. I'm glad I'm here. I'm uh, looking forward to getting back home. Of course, I'll do that tomorrow. But um, it's been a good trip so far. I uh, I got two. Let's wrap. But I got two things. If uh, if you were if you well one I didn't tweet about, and then two I did. But if you didn't check, um, I reported yesterday, uh, Georgetown and Maryland, they are on the brink of a scheduling agreement that I think is going to be planned for four years. It will not start next season. I think the plan will be to start it the year after. And I think it'll go Maryland, Georgetown, Maryland, Georgetown. Those are going to be at those teams as home venues, which is obviously amazing. Those teams haven't played in seven, eight years. And given the fact that Kevin Willard and Ed Cooley know each other, they both you know, coached in the same league once upon a time. And now Willard's obviously at Maryland and in the Big Ten. Uh, that's awesome. This, those teams should have never stopped playing each other. But, you know, sometimes one team starts winning against the other. And, you know, my understanding is – Georgetown nixed it last time around. Well, now Cooley's there, and and here we go. So uh, that's not yet official. There is still paperwork to be signed, as I understand it. Uh, but that should be something that's done every single year. They are non-conference rivals in the same geographic region and both big-time programs. Let's get it going. That's really inspiring to see. And then I did catch up with John Shire a little bit, and he just indicated to me that you know this whole like he's going to play Arizona at home this year, and then they're going to go to Arizona next year. And that is apparently his MO because this was not Duke's thing when Kay was there. But he said he is going to aim to have at least one game every year that is non-conference, home and home with another top 20 level kind of program, which is to state the obvious. It's just refreshing to hear because and it's and again, Actions speak way louder than words. I'm going to believe John when he tells me this, that, you know, whether he's going to chase after. It could be just think about any top 10 program. It could be a, a fellow blue blood. It could be someone else, uh, you know, nearly as relevant to have those games in either November or December just makes the sport better. And so it seems as though even though scheduling continues to feel kind of get tighter and tighter, there are schools that have more autonomy over who could, they could schedule and when. And um, 
It was just not Krzyzewski's thing for the final two decades. The only road game he played out at a conference against a power conference team would be when he had to play in the ACC Big Ten Challenge on the road. That's not going to be Shire's or, thing. Or, or St. John's at the Garden. Correct. Okay. If you want to, if you, sure, sure, sure. Um, that doesn't appear to be what Shire wants. Shire wants to challenge himself and make sure that they are playing at least one home and home every year with another really, really good program. Um, so there's nothing yet. I think that's done, but I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, in the coming months we might discover, okay, once the Arizona thing wraps, here's the next big skill we're going to do. And the one after that and one after that. And again, these are not, I think for the most part, he doesn't want to do neutral. He wants to do, you come to Cameron, we'll go to your place. And that's a great thing. For you know, I talked to John about this and either before, while he was the coach in waiting or shortly after he became the head coach after Kay officially stepped aside following, um, his final season, obviously. And, you know, I was just, we were just talked through it, and I was like, "Listen, it, 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 I don't run a college basketball program, so your priorities might be different than mine." But I'm just telling you, it means something when when the Duke Blue Devils go to somebody's campus, and and college basketball games in real home road environments is superior to college basketball games um, in neutral court environments. It doesn't mean that we won't get an amazing Maui game here or there, or an sure. amazing Garden game here or there, or an amazing. Um, you know, Pentagon game here or there, something out in Vegas, but you know, especially Duke, but also Kentucky, North Carolina, Kansas, those types of programs. You go on somebody else's campus, that is a massive deal, and it's great for the sport. And John seemed, and I always appreciate this with 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 people, particularly smart people, where they go. Hey, I think I know what I want, but I'd be interested in talking to other people about it. What are, like they're they're abs- it, um, accepting ideas and yeah. thoughts and listen, actually listening to other people's opinions. And I got the impression from that conversation, the same impression you got, which is he, he understands the value of taking the blue devils to other campuses and bringing other big brands to, to Cameron indoor. That's the other cool thing. It'll be cool for Arizona players to play inside Cameron indoor. They'll, sure. they'll, they'll watch they'll watch games for the rest of their life and say, oh, yeah, I played there back in 2023 or whatever. So like he seemed to understand the importance of this. And it's not just something he said, I might do or I'd like to do. He did it. And he's I, my guess is he's going to continue to do it. And I think it's great for Duke and broadly speaking, great for college basketball. Yep. Uh, agreed. And hopefully we get more good scheduling news coming down the pike here. Uh, let's wrap. But Nick in the chat actually asked, are we doing the anonymous coaches series again this year? Uh, I'm pretty sure our bosses are expecting us to do it. So, <laughs> so that is uh, that is on the table. Should we include in that only a, a subset where we only ask head coaches, are you going to allow a player on your roster to wear number 69? I feel like something fun and irreverent might be fun. <laughs> or or we'll, we'll, we'll what ask, would the return be? <laughs> well, and, and we'll, and we will, you know, we will grant anonymity in the, in, in exchange for honesty. And we will start our series probably with what would you rather have? Cooper flag or a microwave? I'm good with that. That's the start. That's the first question. We asked a, we asked a hundred college coaches from all levels of the sport. Would they rather have a Cooper flag or a microwave? Knowing coaches, Cooper flag would probably come out about 75%. Exactly. (laughs) They'd be like, you know what? I'll just, I'll figure out another way yeah. to reheat my stuff. Yeah. Give me to a stay at the start. Yeah, let me know two weeks me, in how that's going. Yeah, yeah. It's all fun and games until you need something to eat real quick. That's right. <laughs> the, C- Cooper Flag can't help you with that. He cannot. They, they sell them. The reason Hot Pockets was in my head, they sell them down in the hotel, my the lobby of my hotel. Should I go buy one? I think Welcome. you go buy one and you and you you cook, you cook one to really put it to Cooper Flag. I think no, I no, I I, t- I put it in my bag, put it in my pocket. Oh, okay, and I, bring I it, and, it and test it on Cooper Flag. And then I, I just say, uh, I just walk up, you know, uh, as, as politely as I can, and I go, uh, hey, uh, Cooper, Gary Parrish, CBS Sports. <laughs> what? Who, what, who what, are you? Yeah, who who are you? <laughs> I'm like, I'm the I'm the backup time to shine guy. What are you talking about? Like when Adam Shine goes. What are we on even vacation, talking about here? When I'm Adam, when Adam Shine goes on vacation, I'm your guy. What are you talking about, Cooper Flag? And I just and then I pull the hot pocket out of my pocket and I go, quick, quick. What can you do with this? <laughs> and if he if he can't, then he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna say, hold on, come here. He's gonna put you right in the paint. He's gonna dunk it right over right over you. You think he would dunk a hot pocket on me? Yeah, I think he might. Yeah, well, I'd rather have something that could cook it for me. <laughs> okay. Great, great. Cooper Flag can dunk a hot uh, hot pocket, but can he cook it? I don't know. 
I'm leaning towards microwave. Much respect as I have for Cooper Flag, I'm leaning towards microwave as the greatest thing to ever come out of Maine. But we'll see. You know, I don't. You know, we can revisit this. We can. I can't wait to revisit this. <laughs> Shouts to Devin Downey. Shouts to Chester, South Carolina. Shouts to Huck and Larnell. Thank you guys once again for watching, listening to Ion College Basketball Podcast. If you're not subscribed yet, please go do that. Apple, Spotify. Subscribe, rate, review. There's more of us than there are of them. Including Cooper Flag. Cooper Flag, one of, Cooper Flag one of us or one of them. What do you think? I'm not going to speculate on a 16-year-old. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to speculate on a 16-year-old right now. However, I don't need to speculate on this. Hmm. With enthusiasm. Yeah. With vivacity, Jerome Tang found me yesterday. He is one of us. I, I, I'm not that... You quote he, Norlander. If hey, sometimes sometimes you know they'll aggregate stuff we say. Jerome, uh, he is proudly. Jerome okay. Tang's like uh, he. Okay, I'm just saying. It's, it's, this, I think it might be a rallying cry. Emaw is out, and this is now in at the K State program. I'm just dude, telling you. I Jerome, told him I was going to shout him out on the pod. If Jerome okay? Tang jumps up on the scores table after beating Kansas and <laughs> yes. says, "There's more of us than there are of them," it's over with. That's it. It's over with. It's done. It's if over. That with. happens. Oh it's my over. gosh! But if anybody aggr- aggregates this, turns it into a headline, <laughs> Kansas State coach Jerome Tang says he's one of us. Like that's Nor- <laughs> Norlander said that. I got nothing to do with it. I'm not trying to get into any controversies of this of this sort. All right. But there is more of us than there are of them. Rate, subscribe, review. I'm going to the gym. Blah blah blah. We'll talk to you again real soon. Till then, take care. <laughs>